Today's daf is daf peiches, page eighty-eight. We are up to the Amar Rebbe Elazar. It is eight lines from the top of the Amud. Okay, eight lines from the top of the page. The Amar Rebbe Elazar. My dechsev. What is the meaning of the pasuk which says peiches Amar Aleph? The people will go and say, Come, let's go up on the mountain of Hashem, to the house of the Hashem, the God of Yaakov. Is Hashem, is this the house, the Beis Amikdash is the house of Yaakov, and it's not the house of Avram and Yitzchak. Rather, it's teaching us that the Beis Amikdash is not written like Avram Avinu called it mountain Shinamar Asher Yomar Hayoyim Bahar Hashem Yirah on Avram Avinu says on the Har Hashem the mountain of Hashem Yirah it will be seen for like Yitzchak Shekoset Baisode Yitzchak went out to the field to Davin Shinamar Vayitzi Yitzchak Lesuach Baisode Yitzchak went out to Davin Mincha on the Harabayas Elokei Yaakov Shinikra Bayas yeah the Beis Hamikdash is not a mountain and it's not a field rather it's a Shtub it's a home. It's a place of comfort. It's a place of security. Shinamar, as it says, Vayikra Hashem HaMokamahu Beis El. He called the place Beis El, the house of Hashem. And hence, that is the underlying, um, we'll call it culture, of the Beis HaMikdash. Shomar B'yechanon, B'yechanon says, God lo'kibaz Goliath came, shenigru b'yishmaim b'aretz. When we have the times of Mashiach, when we get gathered in from Golis, it's going to be as gewaldic, as fantastic, as great as the day that the first, the first day that Hashem made heaven and earth. And the Bnei Yehuda and Bnei Yisrael will gather together, Yachtov, in unity, and they will place upon them one leader, because the day that they are gathering together is gewaldic, and it says also about Shemayim Ba'aretz, about heaven and earth, Vahi Ereb, so you see that um, when something begins to take form, that shows godless, that shows greatness. And this is when Klai is going to be formed and come and assemble together. That's like HaKadosh Baruch Hu assembling the globe. Period. Two dots. Now we get on to the next part of the Mishnah, which was, that was all discussing the bride. And we got into the whole, I got into Gemara, now we're going to discuss the orphans. So you have an orphan that the Apitropsin, those appointed to take care of the estate, uh, two people shechted on behalf of this orphan. Shmas Minah says the Gemara, the, the same uh, start that we had by the woman, by the, by the Kala, the bride, and we say, you see from here, Yesh Breira, that this orphan can choose retroactively to determine who he wants to, to uh, be his shliach for the Karban Pesach. Because it says he could choose from either one. So you see, Yesh Breira. Later on, you can say, retroactively, that was my shliach. Omar of Zera, Rav Zera says, no. Sela bayis mikomakam. When it says a sheep for a house. It means it says no matter what, meaning even if you don't ask the Yasom and Mamela, he's it's not of it's not the idea that later on when the orphan tells us who he wants, Yesh Breira will say it works retroactively. No. 
Says Reb Zira, Sela Bayis means that this orphan was originally included in two. It's not that later on it works retroactively. Rather, it means that even without asking the orphan, he's able to be included in two different carbonites. But it's not a retroactive concept. It's a consistent concept. He's always been part of that carbon uh, Pesach. Tan Rabban, the rabbis learn, so should we sell a bias? What does that mean? A sheep for a house. Person could bring a carbon Pesach and shecht it for his uh, children that are under the age of Barambas Mitzvah. And for his Ebed and Shivcha who are Kananim. Bain midaiton, bain shaloi midaiton. Whether they're aware or not, aval enai shaychet al yedei benai bita gedolim. Once your children are above baran bas mitzvah, you're not allowed to shecht on their behalf. Al yedei avdei b'shevchosay ha'evrim. Or you're Jewish, ama, or eved. Val yedei ishtoi, or for one's wife, elamidaiton, unless they agree. Now I'm assuming that. Um, this is, and uh, the, the Rishayim talk over here, that this is talking about a woman specifically who is not dependent financially on her husband. The halacha is that the default financial setup in a marriage, by default, is that the husband is the one financially responsible to the wife. The wife has no financial responsibilities to the husband. Okay, he's obligated to put a roof over her, and she's not obligated to put a roof over his head. However, if a woman chooses to say, listen, generally, what a woman acquires when she works belongs to her husband, but if a, a woman has a right to say to her husband, you're not going to get what I'm working for, I'll hold on to my money, and you, by, by that, you also will not, be a respon- you, you, you will not have financial responsibilities to me. You're not going to be obligated to put a roof on my head. You don't need to buy me clothes. You don't. But I get to keep my money. A woman has a right to do that. She has, uh, she has the ability, and and uh, that's why over here, al yidei ishtai, if you have such a setup, so you would need your wife's consent, your uh, your wife's das to shech the carbon pesach on her behalf. Tanya idach, we learned in a uh, we learned in another brisa, la yishchayid adam la yidei. Or even including his wife. Unless you have their knowledge. Okay. So you have another Bryce that seemingly says similar, a similar halacha. But the Bryce says like this. If let's say I shecht on behalf of my child and my child shechts on their own behalf and you or you can have a person's uh, master who shechts for them as well so you have a, a Evan Ivri shechts his own karb and his master shechts in a karb they can still fulfill their chiyuv with their with their master's carbon ben yaitzim bishal asma, not with their own chutzman isha, except for a woman she's able to say to her husband, nothing doing. I got my own financial arrangements in this, and if I'm bringing my own carbon and I decided my own chabura, that ain't none of your business. Okay, I don't need to eat from your carbon. I'm allowed to determine which animal I eat from. Maishna isha, why is a woman different 
than the other relationships. Amarava isha v'chol de domila. You're right. It's not that she's different, but we're we're saying that it's a it, it applies to a woman and anybody who is similar to a woman, meaning anybody who the husband is going to need um, their das. If they say that my das was never with you, then they'll be permitted to eat from their own karma. Okay, so going back to the previous two brises, whichever scenario you'll hold, that you need their agreement, you need the elamidaiton, you need their das, the halakha is going to be, if these people ever bring their own carbon, they will take part in their own carbon, they won't take part in the husband, father, master's carbon. Says the Gemara, I understand something, Hagupa Kasha Amrit, you said in the Brisa, besides for a woman, and now you tell me everybody's included, time of Damachi, if she protests, she's not included. It seems if she wouldn't have protested and nobody would have said anything, she's by default included in her husband's karma. But we said in the Reisha, you need your wife's das. So which one is it? Do you need your wife's das to be part of the carbon, otherwise she's not? Or do you need that she at least doesn't protest? Again, do you need her das, her willingness to be part of the carbon? Or do you need not her das, but just that she's not protesting about it? You don't need her consent. She doesn't have to agree. What if she says nothing? Did she consent? No. Did she protest? No. So if you say you need her das, what if she didn't say anything? It seems she's not included. But then we said, if she doesn't protest, then she's by default included. So that's a contradiction. What happens if nothing was said? Emperor the Gemara, I'll stumble on Nafka. Emperor the Gemara, my Elamid, what does it mean with their agreement? It means lav da amriyin. Their agreement doesn't mean that they said specifically, yeah, I want to be part of the car, but no, elabistama. It means that nothing particular was said, lafuke hecha da amr which is coming to exclude a protest, okay? Where they said, we don't want to be part of it. Says the Gemara, that doesn't make sense either. Baha, but kulan shashachdu, bashachad rabbin alayim. What happens if they shach their own carbon plus their master? Shach the carbon, Allah is yaitzim bishal rabbin. They're yaitzim with their master's carbon to bestama which nothing specifically was said, okay? And they didn't say anything, but they did bring their own karma. You'd think that actions speak larger than words. The Katani, but the Bryce has still said, they will be included besides for a woman. So what do you see? What, what would be the halacha for a woman by stomach? Let's say she didn't say anything. She didn't say yes, and she didn't protest, it seems. She would not fulfill her chiyav. Omar Rabbi says, keep on sheshachdu. That, the idea that we brought back, actions that we just explained. Actions speak louder than words. Keep on sheshachdu. Since they went ahead and shechted their own karbon, there's no greater protest. What does it mean when I say no? Uh, somebody says, my husband says to me, you're going to be part of the karbon. I say, no, I'm not. Is that a protest? Yeah, I said I'm not. I don't. I don't want to be part of your uh, your carbon. But when my husband's bringing a carbon and I'm bringing a carbon, that's a statement. I don't have to say anything. My action showing that I, I'm planning on eating from this other animal. 
There's no greater uh, protest, and therefore it's not considered a case of stomach. Rather, it's as if something was uh, expressly stated that we're not interested, period. So you're saying that there's no such thing as family? Well, no, what's made no family? Why am I saying that? That's right, that's right. Once they're gedailim, once they're gedailim, once they're adults, Jewish adults are permitted to choose which carbon Pesach to be part of. Two dots, next piece of Mishnah. If you have a Eved that belongs to two partners, the halacha is he doesn't join in either one. Rami le Ravina Sabah Ravina that was the statement of our Mishnah. But we learned in the Brice, he could eat from both. If he wants this, he could choose. Is it that he could eat from none, or can he eat from either one? Between me and you, we'll get to the bottom of this. Masnisen bidekofti ahadadi. Our Mishnah is dealing with two partners of an Eved that don't like each other. And therefore, therefore, since they don't like each other, they don't want um, their Eved joining the other guy's carbon Pesach, and vice versa. So since each owner is not interested in the Eved being Mishtatif, in the other one's carbon, so he's stuck. He's not allowed to join in either one because you're always going to have, as Rashi explains, the other master is not going to allow him to join Yenem's carbon. Okay? Baraisa, the like of the other. The Baraisa then with two owners that are getting along, they're fine. So if he wants to join this one, he can join this. And there's nothing standing, there's no impediment standing in his way. Period. Next part of, next uh, piece of the Mishnah. Person who's a half Evet and half Ben Chayrin, he's not allowed to join in his master's carbon Pesach. Now, the reason for this is, as we explained in the Mishnah, is that when somebody owns a half Evet, why are you shechting a carbon Pesach for your Evet? Only because you know that your Evet has to eat and is obligated to carbon Pesach. But usually, owners don't want to be obligated financially more than they have to. And therefore, if you have a half Eved, half Ben Chayrin, the half that's free is kind of like a partner that I'm mockbit about, that I'm not getting along with. I don't want to feed that side of you. That's not my goal here. I'm not trying to feed your free half. I'm just trying to feed your... Slave half. Okay? And therefore, he's not allowed to join his master's offering. He's allowed to eat from his own carb. It seems he can't eat from his master's carbon, but his own carbon is fine. There's another brisa that says you can't eat, you're like stuck. You can't eat your master's carbon, and you can't eat your own carbon. Like Kasha, no question. Khan, Commissioner Rishayna. Khan Achreina. What does it mean that there's a Mishnah Rishayna, a first Mishnah, and a second Mishnah? What does that mean? So we're about to explain the Tanan. 
because we learned in a Mishnah. If you have somebody who's half owned and half free. So I had two partners. Each one owned half of this servant. One partner frees the slave. So he's 50% free and 50% owned. What is the general setup? What's my structure? You only own 50% of me. I'm 50% free. So what is my life setup? Sunday you work, Monday you're free. Tuesday you work, Wednesday you're free. All right? 50-50. Divrei Beis Hill. This is the opinion of Beis Hill. Beis says, top of Amud Beis. Takantam as Rabbi. Here's what you do. You fixed up, says Beishamai to Beis Hillel, by working Sunday and being off Monday, working Tuesday, being off Wednesday, so the owner's getting what he deserves. 50% of the servant's time. The Esatzmai like Takantam. But the servant, the slave himself, is still in a quandary. I believe that's the proper word to use here. He's still in limbo. He's not sure who he is. He's having an identity crisis. Why? Lisa Shivcha Iniyach. He's not allowed to marry a Shivcha. Why can't he marry a Shivcha? Because half of him is free. Okay? And a free person is not allowed to marry a, a Canaanite slave woman. An Ebed Ivri is allowed, by the way. Okay? A Jewish servant is permitted to marry a non-Jewish maidservant. They're not marrying, but they're allowed to have relations. And this, by the way, is one of the proofs. We just learned about this the other week in the Parsha, in Mishpatim. Uh, this is one of the proofs that Judaism follows the mother and not the father. Because when it, it, the, the Parsha begins, discussing an Ebed Ivri, when, when uh, you have an Ebed Ivri, the Ebed can give him a Shifcha. At the end of six years... He goes free, but the shifcha and the children remain. How can the children remain? You're not allowed to keep somebody Jewish. Because they're not Jewish, so they stay with the mother. Okay? That's one of the riots from the Torah that they bring, that, that, that although shvatim, tribal lineage, follows the father, the house of David gets the kings, the kohanim are through the father, but Judaism, uh, Judaism follows the mother. So half of him can't marry the shifcha. Because he's half free. Lisa he also can't marry any regular woman. Because he's a half Ebed. He's still an Ebed Kanani, kind of. Right? He's a, he's a half Ebed. So a Jewish woman is not allowed to marry him. So what are you going to say? Yibatel? We're going to tell him, okay, so just don't get married. One of the mitzvahs in the Torah is pre-vribia. One at least give him the opportunity. Not everybody ends up getting married, but at least if the Torah gives us a mitzvah, give this guy the opportunity. Why are you keeping him in limbo? There's supposed to be children for the world to continue. So you know what we do? When somebody is half free and half servant... We force the master who owns half of him to let him go, to release him. But he now owns half the value. This is like a forced financial agreement. 
we forced the owner to free him, and we forced the Ebed to compensate for his freedom. So if he would be sold for $5,000, and he's half free, so that means he's $2,500 owned, you're now free, but you owe $2,500 to this person, to your former master. You owe $2,500, half your value to your former master. You're going to have to work to, uh, to pay that off. The Chazru and ultimately Beis Hillel agreed with this approach of Beis Shammai and we say that um, that uh, this Chetzi Eben and Chetzi Ben Chayrin should eat from his own carbon. Period. End of that uh, beautiful discussion. Okay. New mission. We're about 10 lines from the top of so in the previous Mishnah, we learned about a Kala, a bride. Her husband shechs for her, her father shechs for her. We discussed the assignment, orphans. The Apitropis, the manager shechted for her. We discussed the Ever, the servant. Now, this next Mishnah is a continuation of that discussion of a servant, of a slave. All right? So here we go. Ha'omer la'avdai. You have a master who says to his Eved, one master, one Eved. There's no partners here. I'm a servant for somebody. My master says to me, Menachem, say, Ushchait alai esa pesach. Go, shecht the carbon pesach. That's all I said. I didn't say anything else. Shochat gedi yoicha. If the servant chooses to shecht the goat, we know a carbon pesach could be a goat or a sheep. If I shecht, you told me to go shecht the pesach. You didn't tell, instruct me which animal. If I shecht the goat, that's fine. Shochat tala. If I shecht the sheep, yaychal, it's fine. Shochat gedi vitle. What happens if the servant shechts two animals for the carbon pesach? There's no such thing. So then yaychal minarisha. You eat from the first carbon, and Rashi says the other one is burnt on the mizbeach. Okay, whichever one was brought first, that's going to be your carbon pesach. Now, what happens if instead of telling the servant, go shech the carbon, let's say the master told him, go shech the carbon, sheep. And the servant goes and he's like, oh man, forgot my shopping list at home. I don't remember. Goat, sheep, ay, ay, ay. Ketzad yasa. What could the servant do? Here's what you do. Shecht both. The Yaymar and say, Im Gedi Omerli Rebbe, Gedi Shaloi V'tle Shali. If my master told me to shecht the goat, the goat's for him, and the sheep is for me, V'im Tla Omerli Rebbe, Ha'tle Shalo, U'gedi Shali. Okay? 
Rashi says, if, probably the question that's bothering all of us, what right does he have to shecht an animal that's not his? He's a servant. It says, his master told him to kill one animal for the carbon pesa. The Mishnah says, oh, the servant's not sure. Kill two animals. <laughs> Who, on your master's bill? Because you're lazy? You're too, you're, you're too embarrassed to go back home and check your shopping list? Now you're allowed to kill two animals? So the Gemara's going to get into this. Shokach Rabbi Ma'amarle. What happens if the servant goes, takes two animals, shechts a goat, shechts a sheep, and says the condition, if he told me a goat, the goat's for him, the sheep's for me. If he told me a sheep, the sheep's for him, the goat's for me. And now he comes back home and he says, this master knew, what'd you say? And his master says, I don't know. I don't remember. You think I remember what I I don't remember. So then, both animals need to go to the base Hasrefa. Okay? You're not allowed to eat from either carbon. Why? Because you may be eating, says Rashi, from an animal that you're not part of. However, you're not going to fulfill your mitzvah tonight of carbon Pesach. But you also don't bring a Pesach Sheni. Why? Because you fulfilled your mitzvah of Karban Pesach. You shechted a Karban Pesach. You certainly brought. Because at the time was, if he told me it's the kid, it, it, it's the goat, then it's the, and that and not the sheep. If he told me the sheep, then it's the sheep and not the goat. We know for sure that an animal was shechted the same Pesach. Therefore, there's no Pesach Sheni for the master. Says the Gemara, Frech the Gemara, start up Shita. Okay? It's push it. It's simple. What are we going on? This is going on the ratio. This is going on the first halakha where somebody says to his servant, go shecht, and the servant, uh, and he doesn't tell the servant which one, so then he could go ahead and choose. Says the Gemara of Shita. If the master never told the servant what to shecht, he obviously doesn't care. So what's the whole big chiddush? Oh, if you want to do a go, do a go. If he cared, he would have told you. It's letting us know that if the master instructed the servant to shecht and didn't tell him what, if the servant shechts a goat, even though at that time he knew that generally the master likes sheep, Still, it's fine. Still a kosher carbon. Even though generally the master liked sheep, even if he shechts a goat, it's beseder because he wasn't told specifically what to do. And vice versa. Let's say he shechted both. The halacha is the first one's the carbon pesach. I have a time learned in the bride, so ain't nimnin al shteb sochem you're not allowed to be part of two carbon Pesachs, okay? And um, Memela, uh, uh, if he never told him specifically which one to shecht, so you're obviously telling your servant it, you don't really care which uh, if he shechts a goat or if he shechts a sheep. And Memela, 
here's what's bothering the Gemara in the question. And the, we'll call this the Havamina and what I would have thought. Maybe we should view this as if the owner is part of a Chabura on the goat and part of a Chabura on the sheep. If he shechs both. The Mish says, again, the Mish says like this. The owner didn't tell him what to do. Okay? If he shechs both, so then it's the first one and burn the second one. Why? You're now registered on two carbonas. You can't even eat the first one. Because at the time, if you're taking a sheep and a goat, you're registered on two. Says the Gemara, our Mishnah is dealing with a Melech and a Malka, a king and a queen. And the king and queen, apparently, you'd be surprised by this, but uh, Rashi explains that um, they, they don't care. Why? Because, you know, they, somebody told me they had an uh, interview with Bill Gates. I don't know how long ago it was. And apparently they do this with a lot of people who have a lot of money. They interviewed him, and they asked him how much a bottle of milk costs. Guess how much a bottle of milk costs in the store. I don't know what he said. $15. Guess how much an apple is. $25. No shaykhs. <laughs> he doesn't go shopping. He doesn't know what things cost in the store. He's busy with other things. He's not, it's not even on his das. It doesn't even enter his mind what these things cost. Not because he doesn't care, but because that's not his responsibility. He's, he's got other people taking care of that stuff. So he's, he just has no shaykhs. When a person is, uh, when you have a king and a queen, and they want to tell their evad, go shech to Karim Pesach, they taka don't care. It's not that they want to be registered on, uh, on both, Okay. What's happening is, as soon as their servant shechts the first carbon, all right, that's their carbon. They're not, it's not their domain. It's like, okay, I need to eat a carbon, eat a carbon, go shecht an animal for us. Whatever you bring to us is, is, you know, that's your akrayas. It's something that we're totally uh, separated from. They don't even like, it's not even in the parsha for them, Amamela. Therefore, they could be part of the first animal and not the second one. Vahatanya, and I'll prove to you, says the Gemara, listen to this. Allah is that a person is not allowed to be part of two different animals. with the king and the queen who said to their servants, go for us. And they asked the king which one he wants. He said, The king says, I don't know. Go speak to the queen. Okay? Sounds like a family deciding which Holomai trip to go on. I don't know. <laughs> Ask the next person. They asked the queen, no, which one do you want? She said, I, I don't know. Go Which one we should be eating as the carbon Pesach? He's the rabbi. I don't know. They came and asked for Specifically for a king and queen. That their das is kal, they don't think deeply into this. They are allowed to eat from the first one that was shechted. Anan, but a regular person, can't eat from either because for us it's considered like we're registered on two carbonites. Another story before we get to the two dots. There was another time 
Nimtzeis halta bebeisam mitbachayim. There was a halta. Halta is a sheretz. Rashi explains it's one of the eight creepy, crawly creatures that when they die, they give their bodies give off tum. So the servants saw a dead sheretz, this dead halta'a, and they thought that the whole meal is now tummy, because this dead sheretz touched it. They came and asked the king, you know, we prepared this big fancy gourmet meal, but we found the dead sheretz. What should we do? Omar lehem, go ask the queen. Omar lehem, the Rav said, Gamliel said, Where you found the dead Sheretz, was it hot or cold? They said to him, We found the Sheretz in, it was hot. Okay, it was in a hot pot. He said to them, Go pour a cup of cold water on it. They poured a, a cold cup of water on it, and it moved. What does that mean? It wasn't dead, it fainted. And a sheretz that's not dead doesn't give off tumma. Gamil said, Oh, it moved. We tickled it. See, it was Batar the whole Suda, Nimsa Melech Tali, Bimalka. You'd see that when it comes to something like this, the king relies on the queen. Nimtes magatuya Rebbe Gamliel. The queen relies on the roof. Rebbe Gamliel. Nimtes kolsuda tuya ve Rebbe Gamliel. And ultimately, the whole meal was dependent on Rebbe Gamliel. Period. Okay. Next piece of Mishnah. Shokach Masha Amar Rabbi. What if the master told him specifically to shecht a goat or a sheep, and the servant forgot? So what did we say? Shecht both and make a tenai, make a condition, right? If my master wants the goat, then the, she- the goat's for him, the sheep's for me. If he wants the sheep, the sheep's for him, the goat's for me. Says the Gemara, Shali, what do you mean if he wants the goat, he should get the goat for the carbon and the sheep is mine? Mashkan Avakan Rabbi, what does this servant own? He doesn't own anything. Omar Abaye Abaye says, Here's what we mean. The servant should go to the usual shepherd, the one who oversees the flock of the king. Who knows what makes his master happy? Okay? And the uh, the shepherd apparently had financial um, abilities. You know, sometimes let me just finish this. On condition that his owner has no rishus. You know, sometimes you'll go to a store, and and this has happened to me in Schnucks. In other places, and um, something will happen with your order. They'll make a mistake. You point it out. 
or there's like a little crack in something and whatever, you're like, oh, I'll put it back. They're like, yeah, just keep it. It's okay. Just You don't need to pay for it. Just, you know, just keep it. If they're not... You, the, the proper way thing to do is to ask the person, obviously in a nice way, but that's so kind of you, but are you authorized to do that? Because if somebody's not authorized to give me something for free, if a, if a cashier is not authorized to give things out, you may need to go to a manager. And is that manager authorized? It's not his money either. It's the store owner's money. So when somebody is... You have to make sure that person is authorized. What this Gemara is saying is that when we say the goat's for him, the sheep's for me, it means the Eved got permission from the one who's authorized to oversee the flock of the king to now transfer ownership to him. Okay. Next part of the mission. Let's say he comes back home. And uh, he says, uh, you know, I'm sorry, my beloved master. I shechted two carbones, a goat and a sheep. I wasn't sure which one you wanted. Tell me, whichever one you wanted, you'll use that one, and the other one will burn on the Mizbeach on my behalf. That'll be my carbon. The master says, I don't remember. Okay. So here we go. What did we say the halacha is? Neither of them key from the carbon Pesach, but we know they did bring a Pesach, so there's no key of Pesach Shev. Says the Gemara. Amr Abay Abay says, There's no, uh, we, we didn't learn this. The only time we learned this halacha is when the owner at the time of the bringing of the carbon really knew, but by the time the servant got back, he had forgotten. Since at the time that the blood was sprinkled, it was fit to be eaten because the owner did know at the time. The halacha is, if let's say the guy comes back and he says, My dear master, I don't know which one you wanted. I shechted both. Did you want the goat or the sheep? And the master says, you know, I don't even remember if I told you anything. I, I didn't even think about it. I'm, I, I, the moment I told you, I forgot. So he forgot already before the blood was even sprinkled. So then at the time that the blood was even sprinkled, it wasn't fit for Achila. So then, it's not going to be a kosher carbon. They're going to be obligated to bring a Pesach Sheni. Some learn this halacha based on the, the brisa, which is if you have five people, that the skins, the hides of the carbon Pesach got mixed up. And then you found a mum, a blemish on one of the skins. So it turns out that one out of the five happened to have a Pesach carbon because he had a forbidden wart. So Allah is, you got to take all the carbonas to the base of the but none of them have to bring a Pesach Sheni. This is only true that they don't need to bring a Pesach Sheni. Where the skins got mixed up after the sprinkling, therefore they had kosher, four out of five at least, had kosher carbonas. They had a carbon, and it was fit for even. It was fit for eating. But, Let's say these skins, which one had a mum on them, which we was only noticed later, got mixed together prior to the sprinkling. Prior to the sprinkling of the blood. Chayav and Lassus Pesach Sheni. 
you're going to be obligated to bring a Pesach Sheni. Let's just explain a discrepancy between these two Lashonis. Man demasni amasnisen koshkin abraisa, the one who learned the halacha about the Mishnah concerning uh, the owner forgetting before the blood was sprinkled. He himself forgot whether it was a goat or a sheet. Will certainly hold that in the case of the Brisa, when the skins got mixed together, that there's a difference between Lefnezrika and Laachazrika. Mandemasni um, Abraisa, but the one who learns it about the skins, Abomasnis and Light, it wouldn't apply to the case where the owner himself forgot. It'll be a different halacha. Why? Kivan because we'll say, listen, since both Karbonis ultimately were good, were valid sacrifices, we just don't know the name. I don't know which one is a which one's a, a Pesach and which one's the other carbon that's going to be burnt on the Mizbeach. But they're both fit. So the Itkar have a Lachila, if he would, let's say he, sometimes you forget something and you remember 10 minutes later. Let's say he would remember in a half hour. Would these carbonas ultimately be fit for eating? Yeah. If he forgets later, it's fit for eating. If he remembers later, it's fit. So therefore, Kamishmalya Galya, as long as um, it's known in front of Shemayim, what the, uh, what the master had said, the halacha is going to be, perhaps, that even Abaye would agree that there's no need to bring a Pesach Sheni. We're up to Amar Mar, five lines to the bottom. It's a brand new sugya, which is going to take us through our Amar Aleph. So we will hold it here for this evening. Again, we are five lines from the bottom of Pechas Amar Beis and Be'ezus Hashem. Tomorrow evening, we will pick up Uh, We will pick up uh, from here. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening.